like, wow, everybody. Welcome back to Slayer Talk. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello, zombie Shaggy. Went Thanks. a little long there, For didn't that. we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm thinking that, like, maybe someday we should do a new theme song, a different theme song. Sure. One that I don't have to do the voiceover of every single time. Uh, but welcome back to Slayer Talk, everyone. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. Hey, how you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It's October 20th, 1998. And we watched this episode, Beauty and the Beasts. It was a beastly episode. Yeah. There was a candlestick in the episode. It was weird. <laughs> right? Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin around your neck, Shelly, and we... Go ahead. Uh, What'd you think of this episode? Well, it, I mean, it was depressing as fuck, Beauty honestly. and the Beasts. Don't you think? Um, I mean, it's a very not-at-all-shaded allegory for domestic violence. So, yeah, it was pretty depressing in that, in that category. Right. I mean, the guy... So, it's the... It's a twist, I guess, but the the monster in this episode is a monster, a guy. That's so. It's a couple, all right. Wow, (laughs) it's a guy guy and a girl, and the guy is being abusive to the girl. Well, we don't know that right away. That's what I'm saying. It's a twist, so I'm, I'm jumping ahead. But he's a monster in the fact that. I don't know, his veins get a little bit bigger, but he's he's a monster in the way that all domestic abusers are monsters. Sure, but he's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. You but, know what's funny about that, too, is that that book is a twist. How so? That's a mystery. Hmm. It's just, it's such a well-known book at this point that people don't realize it, but if you read the book, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, it's a mystery. Hmm. We, you don't know until the end of the book that Doctor that Mister Hyde is Doctor Jekyll. Okay, that they're the same person. It's just this violence is happening throughout London, and because a chapter will be about like Doctor Jekyll, a chapter will take place from the point of view of Mister Hyde, and you don't realize they're the same person gotcha. until the until basically the end of the book. Well, that would be uh, that's definitely a spoiler, like. You know, like, yeah, but, but it's so it's such a well known spoiler, right? For sure, that no one can really read the book anymore and be you know surprised. Yeah, be surprised by that. Sure, but um, it starts out with Wolf Boy. Does it? Oh, yeah, with uh, with Seth, Oz, yeah, Sethy Green. So they, yeah, they're they're locking him in a cage because it's the full moon. And this is what they do with him every month for, what, three nights? Three days. It's like having his period. <laughs> I wish. Um, 
You wish you turned into a wolf? I wish period? my period only lasted three days. Oh, gotcha. I mean, I have heard that there are some women that are that blessed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I didn't realize the full moon lasted three days, though. It doesn't. So the pair, what well, the, the almost full moon, remember from the, the episode that he turned into a werewolf? Mm-hmm. This is where they came up with this lore that it was three days. The day before the full moon, the day of the full moon, the day after the full moon. Those are the three days that he turns into a werewolf. And he's like mostly werewolf and not like entirely vicious. The first day he is complete werewolf and it's like his most dangerous on the day on the actual full moon. And then the other day is again, like not a hundred percent werewolf and not quite as dangerous. Interesting. So I'm assuming it was the actual full moon when, when they uh, were afraid something happened. No, I think it was the last day. Hmm. No, no, because no, because they were talking about it the last day. Oh, okay, maybe sure. So, um, but yeah, so it starts out talking about like monsters and and it's, it was like the Call of the Wild. Yeah. Willow was reading from the Call of the Wild. Well, and- the, the thing is, is so it was Buffy was reading it first. Oh, okay, it was Buffy's voiceover first, and then it switches to Willow because Willow's the one that actually is reading it, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I mean, I guess they just wanted more, like wanted to give more lines to Sarah Michelle Gellar. I uh. guess because it's, it's, uh, the show's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, not Willow the wannabe witch or whatever, <laughs> you know? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, maybe Sarah Michelle Gellar does a better dramatic voice. I guess. But, yeah, so she's. It's kind of funny though because she's reading the eyes and it, she's reading about a bunny, and then he starts going nuts. And uh, she's telling, was it Xander? Xander comes and she's like, he likes the story, but you know he gets too excited when you talk about the bunnies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then Xander falls asleep. Yeah. So in the morning. It's no big deal at first because whatever, nobody knows, but apparently the window got left open. And he's still there. Yeah. But somebody winds up dead. Right. So then they're concerned that it might have been Oz that Mm -hmm. killed the person because they were definitely uh, mauled. Correct. And Willow breaks in. And it's somebody that Seth Green knows. The actor, Seth Green. Oh. No, it's somebody that Oz knows. (laughs) But Willow breaks into the morgue to... He, he mentions that it's, it's somebody that goes to their school and he knows them. Yeah. He's like, I knew the dude. We hung out. Yeah. So Willow breaks into the morgue. Willow! And is trying to basically do her own little autopsy. Yeah. To figure With out... With Faith. I think Faith's there, too. No. Okay. Is no, Faith it was wa- Xander. Is Faith watching uh, Oz at that point, yes. then? Okay. Xander was there, and then Cordelia was there. It was yes. Willow, then Xander, then Cordelia. Yes. And it was kind of weird because it's like at first I didn't, I don't think Willow knew anybody else was there. But Xander walks up, and then Cordelia comes up as though like it's news that she's there, but it sounds like her and Xander were there together. But it's like, what the fuck was she doing for the last five minutes? I don't know. It was a weird scene. She was, it was a weird scene. And then. Willow determines that it could have been a werewolf and passes the fuck out. Yeah. So it could have been a werewolf, but it's not a hundred percent. No, it's just you know claws and stuff, mm-hmm. which like they already knew. I don't really know what she thought she was going to get from this. 
While she's examining the body, Buffy is out patrolling, trying to find out, trying to see if she can find who else is there. And yeah, Faith's watching Oz Mm -hmm. to make sure that Oz doesn't escape. And she runs into somebody. Yeah, a monster in his own right. Uh, Angel. Yeah. Big surprise. Didn't We already saw him come back last time, though, didn't we? Yeah, at the end of the episode, we saw Angle drop. Yeah, he comes running up and attacks her, and he's, like, growling. I thought you were going to say, he comes running up in a taxi. <laughs> Do you need to get somewhere, Buffy? <laughs> but he does. He seems, like, feral, almost. Yeah. And... Buffy manages to knock him out, which, like, I don't think makes a lot of sense. Well, she's strong. Yeah, but I didn't think that a vampire would get knocked out. Like, their brain's not working anyway. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, why did fucking Spike get paralyzed by a piano falling out? Right? Like, he was a cartoon. Yeah, it's weird. They they play fast and loose with the rules. They absolutely do. Yeah, so she knocks him out and then uses her superhuman strength to, like, drag him back to the place where she killed him. I think that's what it is, yeah. Well, it's definitely the same place, and it's the place he came back to. Okay. Um, but I'm it not sure. him up. Yeah, I'm not sure what the place is. It's like I a th- church or something, I don't know. Mausoleum, maybe. Sure. But, yeah, so she chains him up, and it's it's awful. Like, he can't even sit comfortably. He can't sit all the way down on the floor. He's, like, hunched over. Yeah, it's fucked up. It makes me mad. Like, she shouldn't have done that. Not a way to treat an ex-boyfriend. No, not a way to treat anybody. <laughs> but she just sits there and stares at him forever. Well, and then that same night, though, she goes and relieves Faith. So she just leaves him there. Because she wants to read from the sacred texts about, I don't know. Where he was and yeah. all that stuff. And if he could come back and all that other stuff. And then Giles finds her in the morning. Now, mind you, let's back up for a second. (laughs) When uh, Xander admits to everybody that he fell asleep while watching Oz, they're all like, oh, how could you? That's Mm. so terrible. Oh, my God. That's a really good movie. How could you fall asleep watching it? (laughs) And uh, this this morning, uh, Giles walks in and finds Buffy passed out over these books. Doesn't say boo. No. No issue at all. Yeah. The fuck? She's the the golden child or whatever. I She's guess. Eddie Murphy's the guy he's got to protect. Eddie never, Murphy. Never, never seen the movie The Golden Child. No. Okay. Okay. With Sardom Numsi. I don't know who that is. Um, and then Willow comes in with donuts and starts talking about like comparing uh, cock sizes. No. But, like, whether or not it could have been a werewolf or, you know, a vampire, I don't know. And then she's like, at least this time it's not your boyfriend who's the cold-blooded, oh, hi, Oz. Like, he just walks up. Like, that was not cool. No, agreed. She has to know he's there. Right. Like, watch. It's not a mystery, Willow. Yeah, watch yourself, lady. Watch out. (laughs) So he's he's feeling pretty bad. He's pretty sure he killed somebody. His girlfriend's talking shit about him. Yeah. not, Not cool. Um, they still don't give Seth Green enough to do, though. No. Based on his role in Can't Hardly Wait. He could be <laughs> a lot funnier. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He did really well in that movie. Um, I don't know. There's so much going on in this episode, though. Like, So then we're talking about you know this domestic violence situation. So the the actual monster who's doing the killings 
is a high school student who started taking some potions. Yeah, it's a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde story. Right. And why he says he, he says he did it for his girlfriend. He didn't want his girlfriend to leave him. She, she, he wasn't macho enough for her, manly enough for her, something like that. Like, she was going to leave him. She didn't like how sensitive he was or something like that. Something. So he decided to make a potion that I guess distills all of macho-ness <laughs> into a drink. And it's like this neon green like yeah. shit that looks like something the Hulk would drink. And exactly. He kind of reminds me of the Hulk, too. So, but. yeah. And they labeled it uh, Miller High Life. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they, they go make out in a utility closet. And he's like... I don't even need this stuff anymore. I can. I just need you because you make me so mad. Right. And like he like hulks out basically mm-hmm. and starts beating the shit out of his girlfriend. Yeah. He's like, you know, you shouldn't make me mad. Yeah. You know, this it's is your what happens. fault. Right. Ugh. Yep. Exactly. Meanwhile, by the way, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Buffy is seeing a therapist. What? Or the guidance counselor, I think it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. The smoking guidance counselor. Yeah. Like it's the fucking X-Files or something <laughs> like that. So, yeah, she is talking to, to this dude. Was he the guy? I don't know why, but I was thinking he was like the new principal or something. But No, there's, there is no new principal. I was hoping. <laughs> the uh, orc is still the principal. So. Yeah. Yeah, she's... she's Talking around her problems, of course. Yeah, she's not going to say, I'm a vampire slayer. And that is the root of most of my problems. But she goes to talk to him, and she's like, now don't turn around, don't say anything, just let me talk. What? You're you're jumping ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm establishing the fact that this character exists. And now you want to go right into the second uh, scene, the the only other scene that he's in. I'm He's sorry. In two scenes. Go go ahead and talk more. It is then later established that the girlfriend is also going to see this mm-hmm. guy because they all eat lunch together for some reason. Buffy, her new boyfriend, that weird dude, <laughs> and the this couple. Yeah. That they, he's been friends with for a long time or whatever. Since they were in like elementary school or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they establish that she's also, he's like, she's like, yeah, he's weird. Well, he's like, I thought he was nice, though. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently that's what he was mad about, was that she was seeing a therapist. He thinks she's cheating on him. Well, yeah, kind of. Like, he's like, y- you you only need to come to me for your problems or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the only one you've got. Then Buffy goes to see the therapist. And it turns out, like you said, it was it's very telegraphed because she's like, don't turn around. I just need to talk. And like she talks about her boyfriend who's come back, you know, or whatever. And she's like, my boyfriend's back (laughs) and you're going to be in trouble. And he is in trouble because his face is ripped off. Yeah, she she finally notices that the cigarette in his hand is all ash Mm because it's burnt down. Yeah. He must have died very quickly. Yeah, while smoking. They mentioned that he didn't even have time to drop his cigarette. But they're all happy because it's a daytime murder. Yeah. Which means it's impossible that it's Oz. Yeah. So, yay that. It also it means it's impossible that it's Angel, who I actually had thought it might have been also. Yeah, and, well, they don't know about Angel, though. No, Buffy because does. Because when Giles 
talks to her. He's like, oh, you're reading this stuff. I didn't even think you, you know, you'd be interested in this stuff. And she was like, she talks to him about Angel, and she's like, I had a dream that Angel returned. And he's like, yeah, that, that makes sense that you would. And um, they uh, they start talking about that, and she says, um, what do you think it'd be like? Could Is it possible he would return if he could, what would it be like? Now, can I just say really quick before you say what Giles said here? Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a really shitty job because, like, he shouldn't have said any of what he said because he thinks we're talking a hypothetical situation. Yeah, he can't know. But he thinks it's hypothetical. And he's like, oh, well, you know, what I know of this dimension is it's a torture world and you know mm-hmm. he'd be in eternal torment and time is different there so he's telling us what happened but at the same time it's like he's traumatizing her over a hypothetical hey right. what if it sounds like a lot like the place she went to that she kicked all her asses hmm? in that one episode when she was debbie or whatever her name was what was her name Anne. oh yeah 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 it could be because time moved different there too but it wasn't I don't know. It sounded worse, like where Angel went. Oh yeah, definitely sounded worse. Maybe, uh, maybe vampires have their own special one. <laughs> maybe, but yeah. So basically, he's been in hell, being tormented and tortured, and and Giles said he he probably would have very little uh, semblance of himself. It would take an extraordinary kind of man to to come back and to to want to be good again. Yeah. So in the meantime, Angel breaks out of this chains that she put him in because while the chains were strong enough mm-hmm. she has it through some bar that's very weak and old and it's like that was kind of stupid buff yeah um so he yanks that out but he still has the chains right and he ends up saving her ass because she goes and fights the monster dude yeah she they find out i mean they basically just they i they make some leaps of logic that just happen to be exactly right, almost like they read the script. Right, right. <laughs> and because they're like, "What are they? What do these two victims have in common?" Um. Oh, they both. The, that girl knew the both of them. And, and, and they both. Uh, Oz is like, and she had a, a fresh black eye today. Oh yeah, yep. But yep. she lied about it and said she hit her head or hit her face on a doorknob or something. Like that. Why would anybody ever believe that? So it's one of the lies that they tell, though. It's just funny because in the book I'm reading, somebody used the same excuse. It's like, it's, a it's trope. like, but it's stupid. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, so they just, they realize they're like, they're like, oh, maybe she could be doing the killing. And, uh, and they were like, no, he died so fast. It couldn't have been a defensive wound. What about her boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it's him. And then they start talking to her and she's like, okay, yeah, he's a monster, but he loves me. <laughs> <laughs> and then it re- that's when it really devolves into just like this is this is just domestic abuse. Well, like, yeah, Buffy's literally hunting down a domestic abuser. Well, yeah, because the girl's like beer. just rocking back and forth, like he loves me though, he really loves me, and mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, well, Buffy's fighting with this guy and and almost like losing because he's really strong. Yeah, uh, Angel comes up and just chokes him out and kills him with his chains. Don't know how he found her. Or anything, but just bursts in exactly where he needs to be. Yep. And yeah, kills him with his, with his chains. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. And then he's like, Buffy. 
And he falls down on his knees and right. holds on to her, like yeah, right into her crotch area, <laughs> buries his face. But it looks like he's, you know, it's like a almost like he's begging for forgiveness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which it's, it's the penitent pose. She should be begging for forgiveness. Yeah, you would think so. But I mean, I guess prior to that, he was really awful to her. So they both have some things to be sorry about. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, it, it's just, it means a lot, though, that he is able to, you know, be him or whatever. To say her name. Yeah. And not kill her. Yeah. He really seemed like he was going to kill her at first, so. Yeah. When she when she first encountered him, yeah. Like, what changed? I mean, she literally just chained him up. What? It probably reminded him of her. Huh? She's into bondage. Oh, ha, ha, ha. But yeah, it just I don't know. I I don't I don't love this episode. A lot of it seemed pretty yeah. forced. I kind of like Faith. Yeah. She's barely in this episode, so Yeah. I'd like to see more of her too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think she's a really interesting character and episodes with Faith seem better. <laughs> there's a lot of uh there's a lot of periphery characters that we have to get in get involved with the therapist, this couple. You know what I mean? Where it's mm-hmm. like we have to really like meet them and establish them. It takes away a lot of time from like Cordelia or, or you know, like Cordelia, Xander, um, Faith, Giles. Like they get kind of short shrift. Yeah. Maybe next episode will be more about our main main group. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's the episode for the week. All right. So you can write us at latefee1994awl.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retroleapy.com mm-hmm. and share the tapes with your friends. I'll oh, see you next time. Bye. Bye.